Episode 51. Hanging around, hanging around. Kids got alligator blood. Can't get rid of him. It's time to set your clock back about as long as you can. I stop daylight, it's ludicrous, the maintenance man. Get your oil changed, I check fluids and transmission. You one minute fools, you wonder why y'all missing. On the back of milk cartons, and it's no rewards, no regards. Close, but it's no cigar. Good evening, Joe Rodemy fans. I'm Asus. The man on the other side of the mic is EC. Good evening, EC. Good evening, brother. Good to see you again. Uh, I think you're traveling on the road this uh, this pod. I am. I'm in. Uh, I'm in Houston right now. Currently, right now, as you can see, as people nice. could see the the lovely hotel room that I'm staying in. So. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. They treat me nice. They treat me nice. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm away from the family this week. I just want to, uh, first of all, I want to apologize to our podcast listeners. My bad. You know, we had our 50th episode last Tuesday. We recorded, not the podcast, I kind of, uh, I guess in the celebration of it all, EC, in the celebration of all, I think I forgot to push record. So we did, like you, like you said earlier, we recorded on YouTube. Yes, that, that we did. So if anybody wants to see... The three-hour, you know, escapade that, you know, you, me, Matt, our wives, you know, Tabitha was on a little while ago. Uh, my wife, Christina, was on. Uh, we had some wonderful guests on uh, on the pod. I mean, we just had a good conversation. I mean, there was champagne flowing, uh, whiskey being drunk. So I have to admit, the, I woke up the next day a little hungover. I was yeah. a lot hungover. Yeah. I was definitely... Yeah done for probably an hour before we got off i probably should have already gotten off uh-huh. but it was a celebratory night so i was there for it i had all kinds of champagne and wine so um you got to celebrate the good times yeah, that's I, was, what we I was burping up champagne the next day i'm like oh, yeah i'm not doing that again so but 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 we had a great we had a great time it was good banter we had good conversation um and you know we had good guests. Uh, your wife knows football, you see. I, I'm very, very impressed. Um, I know. I mean, you know. I, hey, but she, I, I think for her, she does for for her level yeah. of been watching it and you know watching it since her kids have played. She definitely, I think, um, can let's let's say she can put up a good argument. I'll yes, say that she did, and that and that's the thing. Y'all y'all go back and um, she debated me on Pogba. And I, you know, she held her own. I'm not saying she won. I will never concede that she won, but she, uh, she, uh, she held her own and I was really impressed about it. Uh, and then, uh, our friends out from, um, Boston, I believe, uh, was it Mr. Uh, Mr. Pugglesworth? I just know him as Mr. Pugglesworth on Instagram. Uh, he's out of Boston and then we're our buddies out of, um, San Diego, right? Uh, Um, we're on. So, um, it was just. You know, a good time. Uh, like I said, guys, if you want to check it out, if you're going to see a gap from the 49th and the 51st episode. <laughs> uh, but you have to go check out that episode on on, on Instagram. I'm pretty sure you all got tired of our back and forth uh, listening to us for three, three hours, three hours and change, I believe. But, you know, it is what it is. We had fun. But, yes. you see, in that time, we've had two matches. Two matches. 
two contrasting matches? No, actually, you know what, you see, I'm not going to say that. We bossed both, bossed both matches. Everton tied 3-3. You could say we, for a five-minute and change gap, a change window, we weren't controlling the game. We were up 2-0 at halftime. Come back after halftime, we have a mental you know, brain fart for a, a period of time. Everton scores two quick goals. Then we um, then we go up three two, and then again the mental brain fart as as we you know are known for, especially on these set pieces. We give it away three three, at the at at basically sudden death. I mean, if you want to call it sudden death, it's you know the the final whistle should have been you know whatever. We give it away three three. And then the FA Cup comes around uh, yesterday. Granted, Ole's team was not his best starting lineup, obviously. Rest players for the league. We knew that was going to happen. But we're playing a West Ham team that is at the top, or near the top of the table and fighting for Champions League spot. Came out and did what West Ham does. They defend very well. They're defensive, you know, they're defending very well. And they did. They did that. I think our possession was a, was it sixty eight percent yesterday or sixty two or sixty eight? I can't remember. To thirty eight. Okay, sixty two to thirty eight percentage um, to thirty eight to West Ham's. Um, we didn't play our starters. Majority of them. Bruno sat. Um, who else? Shaw was not playing. I mean, Teus didn't have. I mean, had a good game. I think. Um, but you know, Bruno, our playmaker. Obviously, Pogba, with his injury, was not playing. Donny played. We had Matic playing with alongside with Fred. And it took us extra time, or not extra time, overtime or whatever you want to call it, um, for for McTominay to score. But throughout the match, it seems like we're, we think we have, what, 17 shots on goal? So we can't get it in. We just can't. We just can't. You know, it's just one of those things. It's like, <clears throat> when it all starts clicking, I think the floodgates are going to open. But, uh, unfortunately, they, they you know, we squeaked it out yesterday. Um, and it was, you know, I mean, some people I've been hearing it was a bore. I didn't really think that much. I really, I really enjoyed the game. Um, maybe just because I think, you know, I like defensive games sometimes. Um, but I don't think that we played that bad. I know, I know Donnie's been getting a lot of stick. Matic, too, uh, due to the fact that it's just slow play. Um, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't see the, I don't see the, I don't, I don't see what everybody else sees. And you know that, that, that's how I am, EC. I don't see what you see, you know, you, you know uh, and everybody else when it comes to the match, because I just maybe, you know, I'm, you know, I look at it differently. So, given the two tell of games, the, the match that we just bossed as hell, we're just running and gunning. Uh, against Everton, and we just have those brain farts, and then we have then to a game we played yesterday, and we were nil nil up until the ninety seventh minute. What what's going on? It's not. I don't. I don't want to put the Everton match loss on David de Gea. It's not. Why why are the two contrasting games defensively? I think I'll, that's what I want to concentrate on. The two contrasting games defensively that we've had. 
What is your, I mean, what do you think? I mean, I think they, it was two different games. I, I disagree with you. I was definitely bored uh, with the <laughs> FA Cup game. I thought it was a bore fest. Um, you know, no creativity. Um, you know, obviously not having Pogba, not having Bruno. Um, you know, I, I know Donnie's getting a lot of stick, and I, and I can kind of dive into Donnie a little bit later. But I felt like the Everton game was probably the best game we played maybe all season for me. Um, the movement was great. I know they had chances early, um, but I think we struck first with a great cross in from uh, Rashford, I think it was, to Gavani off his head uh, in the 23rd minute. It's a great goal. Uh, and then another one from Bruno, which was Cantona-esque. Um, we all talked about it. We all text each other. One of the prettiest goals I've ever seen him score. And, I, and, I, and I've seen him score some really great ones. Um, I just felt like we were taking it to him. They were taking it to us. But I think early defensively, I think I think we we played well. Um, we, we tracked back Shaw, you know, blocked some critical shots. Um, but I think that halftime, it's that mentality that we talk about all the time where they kind of switched off and I think thought the game was over. Um, Maguire's too far forward. He gets beat for pace. Um, you know, De Gea tries his best to block it. Probably could have bro- blocked it out a little bit further or blocked it wide. Um, and they wind up scoring. The second goal, again, um, our defense just essentially, you know, not trekking back. Um, balls in the box. James uh, is all alone by himself eating a freaking ham sandwich, taking his time, check, checking, looking around. I think he sent out a couple tweets and then he hits a shot. De Gea has no chance, and, and now it's 2-2. So now we're fighting for the game. And fair play to us, credit to us. You know, Scott McTominay flicks it. You know, it goes in. I'm jumping and screaming, you know, thinking we got three points that we deserved, in my opinion. Uh, and then I, th- I think it just goes back into the, na- the, the naivety of our team. If you look back at that last goal, De Gea has the ball in his hands, and he has an opportunity to essentially just roll it out and or hold on to it and what does he do? He tries to play it deep. He tries to play a through ball, essentially, to get the fourth goal, which we don't need. We just need to hold on to it. Uh, he does that. Um, we get lucky. We get it back again. And then what does Basaka do when he gets it? He tries to play another through ball. This is like in the 90th minute of this game. That gets picked off. Here they come. Twinzebe makes a foul, which I thought they were – I really at the time thought it's a, it's a decent foul. I'm not too mad about the foul. But then it goes into, well, now you've set up a free kick, which we all know we're not the best at free kicks. Aaron Maguire steps back, leaves everybody on side. De Gea doesn't come out and control his box, nothing new. Um, and, then, and then they score the goal. So, you know, in the Everton game for me, it just comes down to when you're up 3-2, there's no need for the fourth goal. Just kick it around, hold on to it, make the substitution if you want to, um, but there's no need for, to go forward and, and try to score another goal. So I, I just think that was just down to the mentality of the team. I'm not going to say it was Ole's fault that they kept playing it deep. I don't think he wanted De Gea to play the ball out like that. I was screaming at the TV. Yeah, because you know, it's like, what are you talking about? Go score. And I'm like, at, no, just hold on to it. You look at his substitutions. Who did he bring on? Jose, so he, right? he brings on Axel. Yeah. And. You know, I know Axel's been going through stuff mentally. I get that, but we'll get, we'll get not, to that. We'll get to that. I'm not going to blame. You know, when when you've got the lead, you know this. Yeah. It, you know, play it to the corner flag. Hold on to it. You know, you don't. I know. 
Just kick it out of bounds. Just kick it out. You don't have to try to play someone in for the fourth goal. And so I thought De Gea, again, for me, I, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know, you know, if, if Vasaka, they told him, you know, try to score that goal. I just know, you know, a lot of times, I know it's boring, but City do it all the time. When they're up, you don't get the ball back. It's boring. It doesn't look flashy, but they're just holding on to the ball. So I think that's going to come with time. That's going to come with him looking at the tape and saying, look, guys, it's the 90th minute. We're up. Just pass it about. Don't give them the opportunity to even get it back, to even get us in a position where they've got a free kick to win the game potentially, and they do fair play to them. We come out with what I thought I felt like a loss. Um, we get one point as opposed to three, which is, in my opinion, what we deserved um, for the way that we played. The second game, just a big bore fest to your point. The, you know, Bruno didn't start. This is an opportunity for everyone to see Donnie. Um, you know, I feel bad for him. It doesn't look like he understands the system or the system doesn't fit him. It's one of the two. I haven't quite pegged it yet because he hasn't played that much. But I'm leaning more towards this system with him as a 10 because I don't think he's a six. I know they've said it in the media that he's a six. I, I do not think that he is a, num is a number six in Manchester United's uh, system. And, that, and that's what I wanted, to, I wanted to talk to you last night when I was watching the match. But I was like, you know what, let me, let's, let, let's leave it fresh for the pod. Um, I hate, sometimes I hate when we have conversations before a pod because, you know, the, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the excitement or the, um, the arguments we have before, I mean, they're better than the ones we have in the pod. Uh, right. So I, I like, I mean, I wanted to leave it, but I was, again, I was listening to, um, you know, you know, some pundits, uh, the podcast that we listen to other, you know, other people's stuff and, you know, they're, you know, they're on Donnie and then they're, you know, they're talking about him, not, you know, playing out of position and being in that 10 position. But I was always under the assumption when we brought him, you know, it was like play him up higher forward. He's supposed to be Bruno's replacement. And then there are people like, no, 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 no. He's supposed to be playing deeper in the line. Yeah. Which I always, um, I said in the beginning, I was like, I think he could replace Pogba because he plays better defense. Um, and, and, you know, you know, it's, it's been on tape on this pod. <clears throat> and like I said, <clears throat> it's not going to be a bash Pogba episode. It's just, I've said it before. Right. But he just looked, he looked like a player that has lost confidence, I think, yesterday. He looked like a player that's been sitting on the bench. Like I said, he didn't sniff the pitch against Everton. Even, you know, and, and when he does sniff the pitch in the, in the Premier League, it's, 80, 85th, 85th minute, you know, 87th minute. I mean, what kind of, what kind of, that's just disrespectful. And I'm not saying Donnie's a world beater, but it's, you know, it's going to weigh on him. It's like, okay, I'm only, I'm only playing, you know, this amount of time. And he gets subbed off. And when you saw it, I mean, I know it's been a kind of a, um, a th uh, I'm not a meme, but what do you call it? Oh, it's been a meme. Yeah, it's I been mean, a meme. His face, I mean, his face when he got when he he found out he was getting subbed off was like, yeah, it was it, it was a one of disgust. And yeah, I I don't know if Donny Van de Beek's time is come is coming to an end in Manchester United. Um, it's just it's something's not going on. I don't know if it's on the pitch on the training pitch or what. Something with Donny Van de Beek is not clicking with the club to where he's not finding time and with Ajax I mean the dude the kid was uh, I, I mean he was great I think you know 
you're looking at two different systems and you're also looking at the fact that this was not Ole's pick. That's that's out there. People know that. Yeah. I'm not saying Ole doesn't like him, but I think when you look at Harry Maguire, when you look at Bruno, players that he likes, he picks them every game, regardless of form, regardless of what's going on. He lets them play it out. Donnie was not his selection. And if you look at – if you get an opportunity, check out IX and how they play. There's six essentially plays – in the other half, they he, the, our six plays in front of the the front four, so it's a different position for Ajax. Ajax also plays ticky tacky football. They pass, they move. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of quick touch. That's what Donnie still does. The ten for Manchester United. What what Ole's looking for, in my opinion, is someone that's going to be creative through the, through centrally and it's going to distribute the ball. That's not that's not what Donnie does. Donnie plays it quick touch moves into the box, makes runs, looks for people to, to pass the ball to him. So I don't think he fits in that system because I don't think he's an eight. I definitely don't think he's a six, not for Manchester United. And to play the 10 position for Donnie Vandebeek, I just don't see him uh, being that, uh, I guess, maestro that that carries the ball. And I, and I think that's what Bruno does so well. He carries it. He passes it. Uh, he makes assists and, and, and also scores goals. I think, you know, for me today, looking at Barcelona's team, you know, they're playing in their cup game. I think Donnie fits in there perfectly. Um, you know, I think Frankie de Jong, he's there. He played with Donnie forever. You put him in that squad, and I think you see a different Donnie van de Beek because I think Ajax and Barcelona, not that they marry each other, but it's kind of the same quick touch, pass, move. Everybody kind of flows uh, when they play. And, and I, I just don't think – it's fair to, to Donnie because I don't think anybody think he thinks he sucks. But I think looking into our system, I just don't think he fits. I mean, I, and, and again, I'm in the middle of, of the two. Does he fit? What position does he play? I don't, I don't think they figure that out yet. And I think it sucks for him because people at our club, they're going to get on to him and say he plays like crap and he doesn't know what he's doing. And no, because I, he's had good games. I mean, I think the, the, I think the, um, the, the criticism of yesterday, yes, he deserves it. But when he's been on the pitch, he's created. But getting back to what you're talking about, EC, and the, what I want to bring up is Frankie Dion, well, he's been, this is his second year at Barcelona. Mateo Salit, second year at, at um, from that from that Ajax team, a second year at Juventus. Z- Z- I can't even pronounce the dad's name. Zakarim, the, the, from Chelsea, right? It's yeah. his first year at Chelsea, just like uh, just like uh, Donny. I mean, I know that there was rumors that he was going to Madrid, but uh, is he that good? You know, as a Frank Dion, if, why didn't he move? Because that 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 team that they had with De Litt, De Jong, Donny, you know, getting to the Champions League semifinal, semifinals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a crazy team. Why Why wasn't he moved along as quickly? Why didn't he get picked up by a, a bigger club, especially like a Real Madrid? Because you know that yeah, at that time, it was before COVID, you know they could have paid for him. Or any Bayern Munich, uh, hell, Atletico Madrid. Um, I know the, maybe his game suits that type of tiki-tac, you know, or, you know, that, that league. Um, it's just um, now I'm starting to question – now it's starting to put you know questioning. Does his game fit the Premier League? And you know this is I've talked about it with Pogba. Does his game fit the Premier League? Uh, 
he's a world class player. I'm, you know, yes, you are correct. Does he, you know, fit the Premier League? Same thing with Donny. Uh, because why why didn't he get picked up by larger clubs, especially after that, you know, hell of a season that they had going into the Champions League final? And a chance to, I mean, going to the semifinal, a chance to advance to the final. Granted, right. they, you know, they had a brain fart, but they didn't, you know, it is what it is. I just think ultimately, you know, I don't think United is where we were, but I still think it's a big club. And I think for him... You know, when you've got, you know, Van der Sar sitting there and, you know, we're looking for a midfield player, you know, someone that can create, someone that can, you know, pass the ball and move around. I, I, I for me, thought it was a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you love know, it. I love it too. Don't get me wrong. Once you start looking into it and, and you start seeing how he actually plays, I think, and it's no discredit to Ollie's system. Ollie's system's got him second in the league. It's got him in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. You know, they're still playing European football. It may not be Champions League, but um, his system is working to an extent, right? We may not win league, but it's it, we're, we're still in the hunt. So I'm not – I hope people don't think I'm bashing Ollie's system. I'm just saying I don't think right now, for me, it's a fit for Donny van de Beek to play in the 10 or the 8 or the 6 for the way that we play. We want our 6 to sit. Um, we want our eight to be, you know, to look up, make a long pass. Uh, we want our 10 to play centrally and get involved, you know, and, and really create and really and, 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 and score goals. Um, and so I just think when you look at Donnie, Donnie wants to play it back. Donnie wants to, you know, quick touch, run, make runs. You can see him trying to make runs and the people that are playing with him are looking at him and they're kind of going, wait a minute. Um, th- this isn't what we're expecting from our 10 right now. So. I don't think he sucks. I think he's a good player. And, you know, he could change. I mean, he's just gotten – this is his first season. Um, You know, he has scored a goal or two for us. So what's to say that the kid can't learn the system and figure out what best suits him and and then figure out how he can become a better player? Because I think for me, if you look at it, I honestly think with Jack Grealish keeping his club up, I think that's the only reason why Donnie's here in the first place, because I think all they really wanted to have Jack. And if you look at it, Jack keeps the club up. Now the price goes up. We can't afford him. I told you. I was like, that's the worst thing that Jack Grealish could have done. Is now score the goal in the last game. Because for me, Jack Jack's 40 to 60 million if if they go down. Yeah. With them up, he's 80 to some people are saying a hundred million dollar guy. I'm gonna I'll, I'd say more 80. But he's not he, – he's someone we can't afford. So now you have to bring in an eight because you don't know whether, whether or not Pogba is going to stay or go. I honestly think once Pogba leaves in the summer, I think at that point, then you can you can free up some money, obviously, because that, that, that salary goes down. And then maybe you can mentor him or say, hey, look, we want you to play in the eight role. We want you to do these things. Maybe it's something he can do. You got you to gotta remember, though, this is a kid – an Ajax-born kid, we all know how they play. They have a style. They have a system. It's going to be difficult for him to just first year come in and just do it our way. So I think, you know, I don't I don't think they're going to bring in Jack. I think he wants one number six. I honestly only think we have one at the club right now, and I think he's past his prime, and that's Matic. And, uh, you know, you just got to hope that they can go find that one guy so that they can play – um, you know, two number eights. I mean, if you look at the last game, 
you know, yeah, they sat back, but we still played two number sixes when we should have been attacking throughout the whole game. It so it was it was horrible. I was pissed when I saw Matic and Fred on the pit again. This this thing, either you're gonna play again. I, I get we'll get back to Donnie real quick, but you said it, and I don't want to forget it in my head. You know, right. you know, too much beer, brain fog. You know, I, I wanted to say something, but this whole thing of playing. Scott McTominay, yes, has been probably in the past few matches getting advanced is is good. It's great. I love I mean I love it, right? I don't think he's the answer for um for what we need going forward. Well um, he's an eight. You know, you, you don't I'm not I don't want him to play the six because no, no, you know Pat but these two, he gets these, caught up and, these two defensive holding midfielders that yeah. oh, that Ola's playing. Because he yeah. plays Fred and McTominay, yes, they're more pacey. You could you could tell that the, that the game's a lot quicker when he plays Fred McTominay and and um, and Bruno. I've I, I've been said in the past when he plays right. Fred McTominay or he plays McTominay and, and Pogba, it slows the game down and and it and we have we don't have we don't play well like that. So yes, going forward, I, that's what we need. We need a Declan Rice, and hopefully Jesse Lingard makes good the rest of this season and makes it hard for. Makes a make makes a weight a make weight shift or whatever we, the damn term's called, to where we can actually okay we'll give you Jesse Lingard and forty million pounds and give us Declan, Declan Rice. Hopefully Jesse does that because I mean damn he came on and what well, he had two goals against uh, in the weekend. So two goals first game they won yeah, yeah two goals for West Ham. So I mean I'm rooting for Jesse in that way. Um, but getting back to Donny, it's. I don't see him as a full answer for for what we need. I see him as the bench player. If we we're gonna, we're gonna play him or Bruno, you 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 talk about um, you talk about Jack Grealish. Yes, I I, I think he's a better player. Yeah, but it's just getting you know, and he suits the system as well. I mean, he could come in and play the eight. Today and getting and getting and you you talked about the system earlier. I mean, what is we still had sixty two percent possession of the game, right? So it's not like it's not like that the the possession was bad for Donny. I mean, because we controlled the game. The right. Tiki, I know you're talking about the quick tiki tack up, you know, boom, 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 boom. Uh, but sixty two possession is not bad. It's not the it's not the counter attacking. A we're only going to have thirty. What thirty eight percent possession, but we're gonna bust you on the counterattack like like we've been accustomed for all his you know all his team, especially against the big clubs. But we, I mean, it's the fact that I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bash Rashford and Martial and Greenwood for not getting themselves in positions to make for allowing Donny to make those passes, you know. I think I and again another man that's getting a lot of bullshit is Martial. <laughs> I liked his movement yesterday. I did, I did, but it's finishing. Yes, he's getting busted up for that, and I think it's his confidence is this, is 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 what's it's is what's weighing on the man. But his movement wasn't too bad. You see, it's again, and it, I hate to say it. I mean, why, I'm actually. Defending Martial when I don't, I didn't rate him at the beginning of the season, but I, I don't. I think he's unjustly getting a lot of a lot of um, a lot of uh, stick, you know. Yeah, um, and I think he's going to. I think if you look at the coach, it, it's 
you're not going to be able to tactically blame Ole and people who just aren't going to go for it. Yeah. And there has to be a scapegoat. There has to be a fall guy. Um, my fear when Pogba leaves is it's going to be Bruno um, because, you know, if you look, even look back to the game, the last game, when we were all thinking, okay, bring on some subs, and here comes Bruno, and here comes Cavani, and it's still the same. Nothing's happening, right? We, we get the goal off of, you know, the ball gets flipped around, and Rashford comes in and tokes, pokes it, and McTominay comes up and hits it. But, you know, fair play to West Ham, who sat back and said, look, we're just going to defend, so break us down. If you can't break us down, if you don't have anybody in your team that can break us down, we're going to beat you on the counter. <laughs> That's all we got to offer. So I just think ultimately when you look at the squad, it's a good squad with good players. Donnie's another one of those good players. But I think if you look at the system that Ollie wants to play, I think that's 4-2-3-1. I don't think he fits into Ollie's system as of yet. Again, he's young. He's someone that can adapt to different systems, I think. Um, and, you know, hopefully it works out for him. Um, because, you know, if not, you know, he's going to get a lot of stick uh, as he's already getting right now. And, you know, that'll, that'll start to weigh on your confidence if, if you're also not getting games. So, you know, I think ultimately for him, the best thing for him to do is just to work his butt off in training, which I'm sure he's doing. And then when you get your shot again, be at the 10, be at the eight or the six, um, you know, you've, you've got to go as hard as you can because, you know, a lot of times you just get one shot. Um, and if you, you, you make bad on that opportunity, somebody else maybe steps up and does well, and then maybe you're forgotten about. So I just, like I said, you know, to, to close out on Donnie, I hope, I hope he, he comes good. Um, you know, I, I honestly thought he was going to change the game for us, you know, kind of like a Bruno splash. Um, that has not happened for him. So I know he's got to feel horrible, but rooting for the guy. Um, honestly, I don't know how you feel, but I think a Frankie de Jong, uh, Donny van de Beek swap, um, I'd be calling Barcelona right now. You think? I just, you think they're yeah. getting rid of de I feel like Frank, I feel like de Jong at United. Oh yeah. No, he's a great player, but he did Barcelona get rid of him with Messi and his, uh, you know, on the, on the rift of like going to a city I, next year. I honestly think, I honestly think Messi's gone and I, yeah. and, and, and I, and I honestly think. He's coming to the to the prim. Yeah. I, I initially thought that uh, PSG was was where he's going to go, but it looks like it looks like Pep and the boys are uh, are on him real heavy. And I don't think Barca, to your point last week, have the uh, the cachet literally to uh, to to continue to pay this man by themselves. So, um, you know, I, I don't think Frank De Jong's the answer. Honestly, you know, center back. Uh, and a right winger are the answer, but I just think Donny. Don't get um, me started about center back, dude. The rumors coming out of United ain't looking too good. Yeah, no, I mean it doesn't look good. That's my wish list. Um, you know, that's somebody that some something that I think we need to help. I, I just think you know the way that we play, which I think Ole wants to play fast, flowing, quick counter. Harry Maguire's none of that. And that's his guy, right? That's the one he wanted here. That's his captain. Um, I think we all know Bruno's the real captain of that team. Um, that's never going to happen as long as Harry's here. I, I just think it's one of those things where, you know, when managers and, and it's and it's every league, 
NFL, NBA, you know, football, when they pick their guy, they ride with their guy. And I think Ole's going to stick to that. Um, it's unfortunate because I think there are games where Harry can play, and I think there are games where you need to sit Harry down um, and, and not have him play. But, uh, you know, to have a nice center back pairing for him, because I know he's not going anywhere, um, I think that's priority number one uh, for, for Manchester United. No, I mean, well, you know, you said closing for Donnie, and this is the last thing. He needs game time. You can't, you know, it's like a motorcycle, right? <laughs> when you buy a new motorcycle, you have to take it out. On the, you, you only can't, like, what is it, drive, what, 50,000 or so many thousand miles before you actually, you know, put the pedal down, right? And that's what – he needs game time. And hopefully he gets that against Sociedad. Like I I don't rate the, the Europa League. I hope, we, I hope we bounce out of it. But the guy needs to be on the pitch. The guy needs to get his legs under him. He needs to have a feel for it. Because in practice, practice, practice. Game time is game time. It's different. So Where would you play him? Where would you play him at? Where would I? Because I was screaming for him to play at the ten, I was excited, and I just—it was dead. Like if it was, and, and, and this is <laughs> this again. If Ole change, and this is my lineup. It's again fantasy league, you know, whatever. Right. right. <clears throat> what I would do is put our back four, you know, with Basaka, Shaw, our best back four. You know, right. he's gonna play. He's gonna play Lindelof and, and McGuire. Bam. Right. You know, that's it. Fred. As the, basically your sweeper to cover gotcha. the back four, Six. put Maguire, uh, Donnie, and Bruno. Because Bruno plays good with a, like a Mata kind of player, and I think Donnie is that kind of younger Mata. Totally agree with that. And then your top three again will be Cavani, um, Tony on the left, Rashford on the right, and Rashford on the right, or. Since since Rashford's um, Rashford's form has not been you know top and you know uh, Greenwood's been looking good hasn't scored you know you know uh, or whatnot but yes that top three you because you stuffing four up top and six back how, I mean what kind of offense do you have you have to trust I mean and this is where getting back getting back to Declan Rice I think he could change the game. You bring somebody like Declan Rice, Ole will trust the back five compared to the back six, I think, and open up two attacking, you know, like somebody like um, somebody like, like a two, you know, a Bruno, a, a ten, and an eight. Or yeah. a, 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 hell, fuck, I mean, get um, what do you name um, Jack Grealish? Uh, you could put Jack, uh, Bruno and and uh, and Jack, even Pogba. You could put that them up top to get to get forward. This, right. you know, this holding two people back and having four people try to break down a a, a, guy, a team that's going to park the bus, it's not going to work. You're going to create chances. You're going to have possession, but it's not going to work. You have to have people. You have to have width. You have, and then you have to go up top. My my ultimate lineup would be, like I said, the back four: Declan Rice. You have Bruno. You have three. You have uh, basically going back to like somewhat of a four-four-two. But you drop the sweeper like a Declan Rice. You have three, two. You have the width, which hopefully we get a right a right wing. You have Martial that can provide width and go in. No, I'm sorry, 
uh, Rashford that can provide width and go in because Martial and Rashford technically play in the right, same position. Rashford on the right, yes, he can play on the right, but he likes playing on the left. And then this is where you get somebody like Cavani or Holland, cross our fingers, and a Martial to play like a like, like a York and uh, and and uh, and Cole. You know that they have this interchangeable, and I think you could have you could have more offensive teeth that way, to where you you know you could change that. You know you have that uh, that 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 like Cavani. Uh, stand up, a true number nine that actually plays back, hold up, hold up play, and then you have that, you know, you have that Dwight York kind of player, you know, um, that or or hell, even a what do you call it, the Carlos Tevez kind of shifty, um, you know, tenacious player like a, like a Martial. It all hinges on, my opinion, it all hinges on that defensive mid player that can play defense and also pass the ball out. I you know I e a Declan Rice, yeah, indeed e Declan Rice that would yeah. be Partey yeah nah, I got you, and that makes that would open up so much that would open up the pitch so much for so many options, and with that that much pace you know that in eventually they can get back on defense as well, yeah so it's just that's where we need to get younger us playing Matic yes Matic is skill, Matic slow. He's not in form right now either. So I think it's a combination of, you know, do you play him right now, even though he's not in form, you know, he could play by himself and let people go forward. Um, He could, but I think ultimately with him being, not being in form, I don't, I don't think it's a good situation for us right now. Um, And, and, and maybe he does. I mean, last year he was amazing. He played great Um, this season, you know, it hasn't been the best for him so far. So, and getting back to Scott McTominay, it reminds me of the days of when Ole would play Darren Fletcher and uh, <laughs> Michael Garrick, right? Oh, not Ole, I'm sorry, Sir Alex. Um, yeah. It's like, how much really offense are you really getting out of those two? You know what I mean? It, but uh, granted, Darren Fletcher is a hell of a better player than Mike. Um, well, I think, but, but I think Scott McTominay. But if you, but I, the, 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 you're going to have those games, those greedy ass defensive games that you're going to need to play, but. If you want to score goals, if you want to have the Ronaldo, Rooney, Tevez, yeah. um, <laughs> Giggs, Skulls, midfield, like that high pace, that's what you need to go. That That's the way you need to go is have that, you know, have that strong defensive midfield. Uh, because, yeah, you're, you're going to have uh, – you're gonna, midfielder, you're going to have those games where you're going to have to play, you know, like a – uh, Carrick and uh, a Carrick and uh, a Hargreaves or a Carrick and uh, a Fletcher, you know, you're gonna have those games, it's just that's inevitable. But uh, McTominay is not the answer, uh, for a starting for a starting lineup. Um, I know he's in form, he's playing great, he's 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 getting shown his pace. But if that's what Ole wants to do, I think we're screwed. <laughs> if that's what we're relying on, if we're relying on Scott McTominay. To come in because again, um, getting back to Pogba, I, it's it, 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 it's I don't see that in the future if that's the type of game we want to play. Yeah, no, I agree with you 10,000 percent. And McTominay is not a six; he's a he's a box to box midfielder mm-hmm. who's playing who he's basically sitting. So when he gets forward, that's where he needs to be. Yeah. You can see, I mean, when he hits the ball, it's clean. It's it's probably going to go in. I think he scored. I think he's on. 
with Cavani and Martial for overall goals. I want to say they're all at seven goals in all competitions. So he's having a good season. Yeah. When I, was watching, um, but, when I was watching the game, I wanted to text you. I was like, who has more goals, pa, uh, McTominay or Pogba? But, I, I, you know, I didn't want to, yeah, you know, I didn't want to, you know, to rub it in or whatnot. But yeah, and, and, and the, thing, <laughs> the crazy thing is, if you look at McTominay's goals, they're they're like Pogba's in that they're game winners. Yeah. He's either winning the game or he's tying the game. You know, he's They're big goals. They're not just goals for goals' sake. Yeah. He's actually – Putting in goals that are that are changing the changing our directory trajectory of the season. So he's having a good run of form right now. Um, I think I agree with you. He's like a Carrick, like a Parky Sung, like a, a you know one of those guys where you need him in your Park. not. Okay. No, 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 no. Park Park was Park had pace, uh, but I understand. I, I'm saying he's like a Fletcher, a Darren Fletcher kind of person. He didn't start Park every game. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. And I understand why, though, because when you brought him on, you knew some, something could happen. Yes. He was going to fight hard, yeah. like McTominay. He's going to fight. He's going to run hard. If the shot's on, he's going to take it. If the pass is on, he's going to try his best to make it happen. But I agree with you. He's not the savior um, right now uh, of the club. I think, you, I think you, you've got to this summer. You know, the Glazers just won a Super Bowl. You've got to hope some of that money trickles into – uh, the United, you hope you hope they're not taking it from United and putting it to uh, pay all these NFL players. You hope that they're, you know, hopefully taking some of that cash that they won and they're putting it to United because um, I think for everyone seeing them on the screen Sunday, I think we were all were kind of pissed off, you know, neutral or not. I know I was like, I saw my wife, there's the bastards right there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, I was, anyways, yes, the Glazers are shit. And yes. it's, uh, what they do, I mean, and this get back. This gets back to what I've always said. I've always said, oh, yes, we're playing well. We have no depth to to sustain to attack on all fronts. This is getting back to our argument when when I have with you, uh, you know, about the Carabao Cup and sitting players, and you know, the FA Cup and sitting players. I think our main goal is the Premier League right now to get Champions League next year because we we don't we uh, we don't have the depth, and we just saw it. We've seen it when we play, you know, our our, our our backups. I mean, it's not like the backups of old when Sir Alex, you know, hell, even the, when they when Sir Alex even played the kids, you know, in some of these FA, FA Cup games, the the, the 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 style of play, the, the the game is a lot different. You know, you see that you see, and a lot of people have been saying this, and I know in in the past pods, you know, especially last week and the week before last. Uh, not last week. I'm sorry, because Bruno had a fucking hell of a game. No, no. Last week, the, yeah, last week's pod, I said Bruno has looks tired, and you know, he, you know, he didn't have a good game. Just like I said, you know, it was the midfield was trash. Him, Pogba, well, you know, weren't weren't playing well, and that's a that was a two game stretch. And then Bruno has his match like he did on Saturday against Everton. And people have been saying the offense, I mean, does not run well without Bruno being on the pitch. And I think that's a damn problem. I think we need to have somebody other than Bruno um, that can create. Because when Bruno's not having a good game, what do we have? I mean, we have a lackluster, we have a lackluster team. So we need to have somebody that, that can actually replace Bruno and, uh, and, uh, and, and not having to heavily rely on it. Because we can't, I mean, it showed we can't rely on um, yesterday. We can't rely on Donnie. We can't rely on Pogba. Um, 
you know, in that to create, to, you know, to step it up. But like I said, when Bruno wants, you know, when Bruno's on, Bruno's on. And, and that's, that's what, that, that it is what it is. I mean, he's great. But he, he showed that he can go for two or three games. I mean, trust me, I've, I've seen it in my freaking fantasy team when I captain the motherfucker. Um, and I don't get any, I get like four points. Um, where, where he, you know, he's been missing, you know, it's like, he's been missing. So it's, we need to have somebody, I mean, I'm not saying get Jack Grealish. I'm saying get somebody, and this is where I want, rather have Premier League players that actually done it and go for a Premier League player than somebody bring somebody from another league because it's going to take time for them. And I think somebody like Jack Grealish has already established in the Premier League. Yes, his price tag is going to be very high, but he's his body's physically fit for it. Whereas we're going to have to wait for, say, somebody like a Frankie Dion, right? Um, he's going to he, for the pace, for the 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 the, the, the gruel, the gruel and the grind of the Premier League. It's going to take a toll on him. Um, I mean, hell, look, look. I'm I'm not saying Paul. That's what's happened with Paul, but. I mean, how many, what, it's what the second or third, it's almost what the, almost the third straight season that Paul's in this time frame, especially in this time frame, because last year it happened, Paul went out and we went and got Bruno and then we went on our run. Um, it's, it, the Premier League is no joke. Injuries are going to occur. So we need to have players that are proven in the Premier League that are going to, you know, you know, have the, 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 the body, the strength to, you know, to, to you know, just withstand it and withstand it yeah. the whole season. And I think it's a little bit of luck involved too. I mean, yeah, look, look at, I mean, look at look at freaking Liverpool last year. They won the champions well, championship with, with no injuries. Yeah, you look at Kevin De Bruyne. You know, he's another one. You know, world class player. He's out. You know, City are still doing their thing with no striker, no no midfield player who's supposed to be their maestro. Yeah. You know, they still kick on. So to your point, you're absolutely right. They can go to Goodwin and say, hey. Can you step up? Can you make plays? You can look at a Phil Foden. Can he step up? Can he make plays? So I think United are kind of off on, on on that front. And I also think it does boil down the system. I think Liverpool fall into that where you say, you know, if Klopp keeps the same system, doesn't change things up, people find it out, and it's easy to defend. I think I think we fall into that from time to time where, you know, it's more or less if we don't counter against you, it's going to be difficult for us to just, you know, break you down. So I think all he's got to kind of look at, at himself in the mirror too. And and yes, players help. Absolutely. Players help. Um, look at Pep right now. Like I just mentioned, he has other players that can step up. Sterling, you know, good one, you know, Foden can step up when Kevin De Bruyne goes down. Um, but I think it's also saying to yourself, okay, if I don't have this, so in, in city's case, I don't have a striker. I'm going to play Foden at a false nine. I think in our case, when we look at, well, I don't have Bruno, Maybe I have to change up the system because if I keep the same system with no Bruno, it doesn't work. Right. And, and I think we've seen that before. So he's got to kind of look into his bag of tricks and he has to look at it and say, okay, maybe if I'm going to give Bruno some rest, I run a four, three, three, or I run a four, four, two, or something different to where we're not having to. And, and, and Sir Alex was rumored to do this back in the day too, almost give the ball away so that the counter could be on. So when we stole it, then we could we could use our strengths to our to the best of our abilities and score a goal. Because for me, that's that's how we scored the goal. When McTominay came on and, and all the changes were made, it was a counterattack, which opened things up and, and it had West Ham stretched. So 
I don't think you want that to be your be all end all. And I don't think that it is all of the time, i.e. the Everton game. I think we played around, we, but that, that Everton team came at us. It's the, it's the team that says, I'm going to Jose Mourinho this thing. I'm going to park 15 buses right here, break us down. That's where he has to evolve his game and he has to maybe change things up because again, you can't just say, okay, well, look, it's not working. Let's just give them the ball. And then we know that if we steal it back, we've got three pacey uh, forwards and one center forward, we're going to be able to counter and score a goal. I don't think that's how you sustainably win Champions Leagues or, or Premier League titles. And I know for you, for me, and for Matt, that's that's where we want to get back to. Oh, yeah, we want to get back to winning the league. And, and, and it's more sustainable to be able to have different patterns of play, um, have good backups to your point. That's how we're going to get back to um, to winning things. And, and and fair play to Ole. I mean, again, second place here right now in a topsy-turvy world, mm-hmm. uh, in a crazy league where everyone's beating everyone. Um, he's, he's up and around where he needs to be in order for us to get Champions League, which is more money for the club, which hopefully the Glazers can can use that to to go out and get, you know, the Sancho's, the, the Hollands of the world, the Declan Rice's of the world, which – you know, we all know we need to be able to challenge uh, this season and next. And I think the lack of balance is showing right now, uh, Easy, And we're, you, we'll talk about transfers here in a bit and where, where we need to build up from. But look, we have Rashford and Martial that are basically play the same position. Yeah. Okay, so they play on the left-hand side. Yes, Rashford can play on the right. He can play on the right, but he's not naturally that um, a right a right sided player. We have Fred, McTominay, Matic are not one complete defensive midfielder. We have Bruno, you know. Yes, he he's an eight, right? That's what he played for Sporting. He didn't play ten. He played an eight. I think he's a ten for us, though. For I us, really you know, for us, yes. I'm yeah. saying a natural position. I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like. And then I'm, not, I'm going to use Mata as an example. We try to put Mata on the left-hand side. Mata's in that position. It's not that. Mata's position in the 10. But we always, you know, we're trying to put, you know, the, the, the square peg in the round hole all the time with his, right. with our players. And that's what our with the lack of balance within our bench, you know, that with our backup players. And this is, the, I mean, and that's the board's fault. That's the Glazers' fault. That's not Ole's fault. Um, that's, that's. That's what we have. The contracts that we've signed, you know, the deals that we've made with these players. I mean, it's that's 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 the board's fault. Where we have players that just don't fit a system. I mean, hell, what system are you going to play? What I mean, you tell me with these players, what system? Hell, even an EC as a manager, what system are we going to play with these players? I, if for me, I would get away from the four, two, three, one. I would, I would definitely have with these guys that he has, it'd be a four, three, three, and at a, and I would, the B would be a four, three, three, and that's that's how I would. I'm a four, four, two. Excuse me. So it would be a four, three, three. Um, I would definitely have uh, Bruno and Pogba playing together. Matic would hold, Fred would hold, McTominay would hold. I know that that's not what McTominay should be doing but that's what i would have them do i would have those two creative players and then on my and then on my wings i would definitely have you know likes you could throw any of them up there cavani Mm -hmm. tony rachiel greenwood you could throw any of them up there 
I just think that when he when he does the four two three one, it's difficult for you to have two guys, whoever it is besides Matic, playing in that double pivot when they're not the best at passing the ball out and they're definitely not the best at uh, breaking breaking it down when it comes to teams putting pressure on us and then playing out of that pressure. McTominay gives it away. Pogba gives it away. Fred gives it away. Like I said, I think Matic is about the only one where I'm like, okay, he's going to he's gonna make a pass to where it's not going to get taken away um, because he understands his role. Um, and so I just think he's trying to fit these players into his system. And it's worked to an extent. But I think when you're talking about having a championship, I would have two eights. I'd have one holding midfielder, and I'd have three um, attacking players in front of them um, with four at the back. Or, or it would be just the classics back to Sir Alex, 4-4-2, and I'd have two midfield players um, that could keep the ball, that were physical enough, that wanted to trek back, and two real, real wingers. Um, I, I rate Martial. I think he's a good player. Um, but I think he, in his mind, and this is just, I don't know Tony, obviously. I think he thinks he's a striker. And I think he can score goals. I'm not number saying that nine. he can't score. Number nine, you mean? Number nine, yeah. But I think when you play him on the wing, <clears throat> you're not getting him. He's not trekking back like I need him to the whole game. Um, same thing with Rashford. You've got, you've got Marcus Rashford playing on the wing. I don't think he's a winger. I I think in his mind, again, I think he's another striker. I don't think he's a striker. I don't think he's a number nine. I think he belongs on the wing. Same thing with Mason. Mason's a nine or a striker, mm -hmm. but he plays on the wing. And, man, that turn he made in the last game, it was absolutely amazing. So he might be developing into that right wing. He's young enough, you know? too. He's young enough to, you know, to have. Yeah. years old. So maybe that's something where they're saying, look it. If you want to play ball for United, you're a right winger, period. We're not going to argue with you about playing striker. You're not going to be a false nine. You're going to play on the right-hand side. He, Diallo is breathing down your neck, so you're going to have to pick it up. So I just like, think we have a lot of these right? players. Sagan? It's like with Ronaldo. Like with, I mean, when he came in, uh, I mean, he had the, the gift, the speed, and, yeah. and then the footwork, and also he had the, the finishing and I think that's what I'm saying. Where everybody's saying Mason's an, 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 a you know number nine, Mason can't hold up as a number nine. As in with his back to the goal, you know, like someone like Cavani, Mason has pace. Mason could kill people, and it's and in his mind, he's up top. You know, it's like no, no, no. Hey, you're doing great at what you're doing. Keep it up. On the, you he know, played the, the best of all three of those kids up there. Dude, in my that turn that he made, God, it was sick. It's crazy, and, and I think ultimately, I think he's gonna he's gonna get there as a as a striker or a number nine or however you want to call it. I just think right now, I think that's where he fits the best. He's young. He's young. He's not but old. I, you know. I mean? Look at you know. I don't know if you got a chance uh, to look at the U twenty three game. It was great. It was it was so great to see that we we're getting back to nurturing these younger kids and giving a crap about how they performed. They played the number one team in the league. Sean, Black. what was his name? Sean, uh, the one that started that game. Sean. Are you talking about the kid that had the hat trick? Yeah. What was his name? I, I want to say Shoney. I, I, Shoney, he, Shoney something. He signed his first contract with United. 17 years old, man. Um, this kid 
who all three goals he scored were assisted by Ahmed, uh, who also scored a goal. Um, but they've also got a number 10 uh, it, it playing great. They've also got Phil Neville's son playing great. They've got so many young kids who, you know, within the next couple years, because you already have Brandon Williams and Mason Greenwood and Ahmed that are up, these kids are going to be knocking on the door and taking some of these positions or challenging some for some of these positions um, to take to take first team spots. So it's it's a it's an issue. I I do agree. We need to go out to the transfer window, and I think we need to go out and buy players. Um, but the, I'm I get I get as excited as I do for a regular game watching U twenty threes because every week um, they seem to be putting on a, a pretty uh, entertaining show. Uh, minus some of the, the the minor mistakes that they were making. Uh, I just hope we have the patience for that because the way the the way the Premier League's run now, it's win now or whatever. So you have a, a manager like Jose that's like, nah, freak the kids, you know. We're gonna go out and you know buy older, experienced players. So hopefully, get- hopefully that we get the Sir Alex, like you know, like have that season to where not, <laughs> no, I'm gonna get rid of X, Y, and Z player, and we're playing. These young boys, these young boys, and the, and the, I'm gonna ride these young boys for the next twenty years or whatever. I mean, fifteen years or how many years? Seventeen did, right? Old, <laughs> old striker. I mean, heading goals in. I mean, they got they got they got talent down there, man. A lot of talent. You said you talk. You okay? We'll we'll put the bow on the the, the past two matches because it was it was an up it was a roller coaster, especially that that Everton game. Uh, the emotions were high. And then obviously yesterday, he, I mean, I liked it. Uh, everybody flat said it was a flat line up until Mike Tomney's goal, or and Greenwood's, you know, had little little razzle dazzle. But yeah. you talked about it earlier when it, when it comes to the transfer window, it, they've already been. We talk about the Sir Alex days and what, what the reason we could play a four four two or. And that, in that sense, with a lot of attacking players in the pitch, is because our back, our center backs, with Maguire. I mean, sorry, God no, it's blasphemy. I should say that uh, Ferdinand and, and Vidic, or Ferdinand. I mean, we had several of them, like like Johnny Evans. You know, came in <clears throat> and whatnot. We are out of the Ubukana race, apparently. You see. Uh, that's the reports. We're out. We're in for Sergio Ramos, uh, old ass. Uh, 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 I mean, what are we doing? Umokano is young and somebody we could build off of. We're going for experience, obviously. But what are we doing? I mean, it, that if we want, if we want that attacking mindset, in my opinion. You have to have a build from the back, right? Strong base. We need to have somebody to compete with uh, Aaron Wambasaka because I think Alex Teyes is, you know, is putting that the, the screws into Shaw, and you're seeing you've seen it. Shaw's game is elevated. Boom. We need to have somebody compete with Harry Maguire and um, and and Lindelof. Eric Bailly, unfortunately, he did can't stay on. He can't make the club in the tub. I'm sorry, Eric Bailly. Injury prone. Injury prone. I'm sorry. And we need a. You did you 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 know when you're on the pitch and you you're awesome, you're just injury prone. We need to move on from Eric Bailly. The Axel the Axel Twanzebe. I know they you know the praises on this kid. 
and we'll we'll get to we'll get to you know the 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 horrid 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 things that have been thrown at this kid. He's the captain. I mean, sorry. <clears throat> Ola says he could be United's next captain. Then he needs to start getting a chance. If he's that, if he's that player, he needs to start getting a chance, making mistakes like a game like yesterday. Instead of playing Lindelof, Antoine Zabi should have been should have been you know or, or not Lindelof McGuire. He should have been in that position on the pitch. Why why are you telling why are you telling us that this is could be United's next captain or United uh, great United center back? And you're leaving the kid off the pitch. So don't talk out of both sides of um, your mouth, Ole. You know, if you say that, if you believe in the kid, put him on the pitch. So getting back to these these horrid transfer rumors, because I think it would be I think it would be a disservice if we did when we don't go full after Obi Makano, uh, and we settle for a. We settle for Sergio Ramos. I know he's a World Cup winner. I know he's a Champions League winner. But you're gonna pay this dude big wages because we talked about the um, uh, Al Alaba, Al Alaba, you know, deal where it's you know he's on. I think now who's I think Chelsea's asking him to lower his lower his uh, wage demands. Um, we talked about the Alaba thing where I'm, I'm like I ain't paying the dude freaking three hundred thousand or three hundred fifty k a week. Sergio Ramos is going to want that much money. He ain't going to be worth it, in my opinion. Yeah, he could bring experience, but and maybe a year, a year of top play, but do you think Sergio Ramos will put, be a big impact to put on that big of a money, EC? I think he'd be a huge impact. Really? Yeah. I was, I I'm surprised. Well, I, I, do. I do. I just think that, you know, you're looking at the likes of Lindelof, who I rate. Um, but I think Ramos is better than him right now. Um, and I think, I think Ramos would definitely be better than him next season. And I think what we lack for me anyways, in that back line, and I know he's our captain, Oh yeah, he's not a leader. And I think that's the problem. And I think if you bring in someone like Sergio Ramos, he's not having it. Like he's not having somebody make a mistake and he's, going to sit there and pat him on the butt and say, you know what, next time, big guy, you'll get him. He's the type of cat that's going to get into you and let you know right away the mistake that you've made, and he'll remind you to not make it again. I think United need to start looking at players. If you're going to go out in the transfer window, go get someone who's going to be a leader. I think Bruno's a leader. I do. And I think he calls people out. He tells people where to go. He yells at the referee. He he gets into the game and, and affects it, you know, off the ball, if you will, when we need him to. So, you know, I think United fans, we we often we get sold on players and, and what they're supposed to do. I've I know I'm guilty of it. I hear Ole say something about Donnie, and I'm like, oh, he can play anywhere. He's so dynamic. You know, I hear him say, Diallo's going to play in the first team. So I'm like, oh, he's the next, you know, Ronaldo. So I get caught up into it. Um, but when I already have already seen a player play, we've all seen Sergio Ramos play and win Champions Leagues and win La Ligas. The, the guy's proven. Is it going to be for the next five years? It's not. But I think back to your point where you talked about, you know, what have you done for me lately? What are we doing right now? Um if I'm seeing him next to Maguire, I'm definitely feeling a little bit better about that pairing 
as opposed to Bai, who who plays great, but I know it's going to only be for a matter of time. Um, or a Lindelof, where I go, okay. I've always compared what I, what have I always said about Bai? I said he's the injury prone who. I can't remember Sergio Ramos. I've, I've said it before. I was like, he's I mean, again, like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I think, you know, Sergio Ramos is going to stay on the pitch. He's going to be a leader. He's going to head those balls out. You know, for us set pieces, I think we're probably the worst in the league at, at conceding goals, be it late early. He's going to head those balls out where that's the, the main reason for me, why we bought McGuire was mm. to get rid of some of these balls and he's holding the whole team on side for the last uh, Everton goal. So, I just think that, you know, center back, if it's not going to be one of these young studs who, you know, the Opa McConnells of the world, uh, you know, to come in and play. Okay, you, you say that. Who would you want, Uba McConnell or Sergio Ramos? Oh, Uba McConnell. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, we, should, just, we, we shouldn't be falling back. We should Our our pursuits should be go get Uba McConnell, period. Don't, right, I agree with you. I just think the board is not that type of board. I don't think they're going to make moves – that makes sense, especially, and I think I hope everybody pays attention to this. If Ole makes Champions League again, they're probably not going to spend any money. That's usually how it goes. Right. Yeah. When we didn't make Champions League, they're like, okay, we got to help him. But if if he makes Champions League, they're going to go, oh, he's doing great, and he's doing great with those guys. So there's really no need to spend money on all these players because we're already making money with the kids that we have. So. I don't, is it is he coming on a free? Is he is he is he able to come on a free, Sergio? And then we pay the wages. Isn't that how that works for him? So, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. So I mean, for me, that's more of a United move with the Glazers. I, you know, yeah, it's a free move. You pay his wages. You know, if it's three hundred grand a week for a couple of years, you know, you you wind up paying the guy fifteen million dollars or whatever you know it is. That's not Jersey a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? And so if you look at Upa Meccano, you're looking at 70, 80 million plus wages. And I, you know me, you know the Glazers. What are they looking at? They're looking at it as a business. Big name. That's jersey sales. You can play. We can uh, use the – I don't remember the old uh, Fernando Torres Liverpool uh, Liverpool chant. Torres, Torres, we can, you know, we can change it up. Uh, Ramos, Ramos. I mean, because that's a very freaking catchy freaking. I mean, I hate Liverpool. And I'm like, oh, man, that's a very, very, you know, that's the that Spanish, the, you know, that Spanish flair. Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've, liked, I've liked Sergio Ramos. It's just the fact of, again, uh, maybe I'm just a cheap, cheap owner. I'm the, how would you go, who's a. Who's the um, George Hollis? You know George Hollis of the of the Chicago Bears and never want to play his players. You know what I mean? The or the Al. You know, just I'm a cheap owner. You know, I'm not gonna want to. You know, pay these. You know, pay these high wages. You know, I want to look for the future. And the, I think my. I mean, in the future, I, I, we should not give up on Uwe Meccano. But if you're telling me that if it's gonna be now, you kind of now you're kind of convincing me. See, I, you you. You can now. You're kind of like getting me on your bandwagon. <laughs> if you're telling me the only signing that we could do on a free, not even a signing, it's just a free transfer, um, is bringing Sergio Ramos, and you saying him and old um, and old um, Harry Maguire rather than Lindelof and, Her- uh, and, and Harry. I mean Lindelof and Harry. I would, you know, you're right. He, uh, Sergio Ramos could lead the line, 
He could leave the line. And I think if you if you get him on a free and then you look at the board and say, look, we didn't pay anything for him. Yes, we're gonna pay 15 to 20 million over the time that he's here. L- let's spend some money on a striker. If you're not gonna give me Sancho, let's try to get in the Holland game. Let's try to get a number nine who's young, who's hungry, who wants to prove that he's the best in the world. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do that. And then maybe they say, okay, we can get him on this release clause. You know, I, I don't. I think the release clause kicks in after the season's over or the next. Um, and I think at that point you can you can start to splash the cash on someone like that because I don't think it's realistic that Manchester United are going to say, okay, here's two hundred million, go get Sancho and Holland, and let's win let's win the league next year. I don't. I would love to see it, but I don't think that that's what's what's going to happen. Yeah. I think we're going to have to get some of these players who are on freeze, who we're going to pay big wages uh, weekly. Um, and, and I think at that point, all it can maybe say, okay, I've been, I've been trying to get this kid. I've coached him before. I know him. He knows me. If you give me Holland, not only can I get you champions league, but I can get you a premier premier league title and, and get us back to where we were. Because for me, I honestly think city's got this. I really do. I hope they slip up because we have a game in hand, but no, I just, no, I see them right now. I, I think good is, is fit. He's back. The ACL thing is, I think, in in the back in the past, the way that he looks right now, they don't even have De Bruyne or a center forward for that for that matter. I think it's their league to lose. Um, it's going to be difficult for us to to overcome some of the idiotic mistakes that we make and still try to win the league title. We're five, we're five points behind City. With City has a game in hand, so technically yep. you can say chuck it up. We're eight points behind City. I mean, essentially, and that, that's why I'm hoping that they can slip up yeah. before well, March that, 6th. That's what we're going to need because, we, I mean, we need to win the game against them and they need to drop points along the way. What we don't need is another brain fart like we had against Everton. Right. And Absolutely. That, you, can't, we, we, you can't boss the damn game, yeah, whole game, and have a brain fart like that. We're, we're, we're doing what United used to do to other people, right? And Fergie time. Fergie time, and, and, right. We are. I mean, that's, that's – it is what it is. It's like, I have to take a little bit of the blame, but, I, I you know, always not telling Harry Maguire to step back to play everybody on side so that, you know, they can score the goal at the end of the game. He's not telling uh, De Gea to pass the ball wide to Rashford so we can score the fourth goal. Those aren't things that, that he can do. And, you know, with all those things going on, you know, Dean Henderson steps in. I thought he played really well against West Ham um, right there at the end when Maguire plays the ball back to him and he's got to find his way out. I don't know why Harry played that ball. He does <laughs> find his way out and, and we, we wind up winning the game yeah. to go to the, to go to the quarterfinals. But um, I honestly think after that game, um, it might be, you might see Henderson uh, in the number one shirt um, in the next, in the next league game. I think that would be really telling um, if, if he does start in the next in, the, in this next game um, due to the fact that, you know, De Gea is taking a lot of stick. You've got Henderson, who's English, um, who played well, who's played well. And, you know, to, to, from hearing from Ole, he doesn't ever want to not play. He's always wants to play. He's competitive in practice. Uh, he wants to get out there and, and prove that he's the best. And this is a dream of his uh, to play for United. So, I don't think it's going to happen, but I wouldn't be shocked if uh, if Dean Henderson was uh, was uh, was the, was the number one. 
Speaking of the next league game, you see, you see, you've nice segue. I like, like what you did. Yeah, yeah, you, you, you did it. Un, un, you know, unbeknownst, but you did it. Um, I think he's right. That's the term, unbeknownst. Uh, please, 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 please don't, uh, please don't kill me on 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 this pod. We have West Brom. Yep. What would you do with West Brom? Like you said, Henderson, maybe. Um, they, you know, the, they're getting De Gea. I, I'm not completely mad or, or blaming De Gea either. for the, the entirety of the game. I'm not no. doing that. What I am doing is I'm looking at what I have. I have a 23-year-old kid who's probably going to play for England uh-huh. in the Europe, who's been at the club forever, who had a great season last season, and he wants to prove that he's the guy. I think he's more controlling of the box. I think he makes good decisions. I think you give him a chance to play. And the moment that he makes a mistake, you have David De Gea at your beck and call waiting to come in and play. So I, I play him until he screws up. And I think at that point, you're looking at De Gea and he's probably thinking to himself, how do I get out of this contract? Do I want to get out of this contract? It's four hundred, close to four hundred grand a week, um, or do I want to prove that I can do it again? And so that's for him to make those type of decisions. I, th- I just think sports—it's cutthroat at times, and it sucks for players and people. But you have to put your emotions to the side as a fan and understand that these guys are getting paid tons of money. So you know you can't feel too bad for them when the backup comes on and he does well and they lose their spot. You know, it's—it's it's not like. De Gea is not going to play for another 10 years. As we all know, goalkeepers just get better with time. I could see him leaving and going to Spain or going to France or going to Italy and playing for another five, 10 more seasons and making a whole bunch of money. So I'd play Dean Henderson. I wouldn't hesitate on it. Um, You know, I, I just think, again, you've got a good situation. A good problem for Ole is his goalkeeper position. I don't see it happening. I think he rocks with De Gea again. I think it was an FA Cup game. I don't think he feared them no, scoring think, too many chances, and I think that's why Dean played. Yeah, I, I mean, I I know. I'm not saying I know for a fact, but I know De Gea is going to be the one on the pitch on on, yeah. Saturday, on, on Sunday, Sunday morning, at eight o'clock. <sighs> Hope I don't get drunk on Saturday night. Um, but yeah, De Gea is going to be on the pitch. So I believe Shaw. McGuire, Lindelof, it's going to be the, the usual suspects there. Um, we get back to the midfield. Fred, McTominay, Bruno, yes or no? Yep, it's okay. pegged on. Um, I think you look at McTominay's in great form. Um, Bruno's first on the team sheet, so I don't think anything changes there. Um, I think the only change or difference is, you know, I think Martial was – you know, pegged on every game. I think he's off. Really? I mean, yeah. I don't want. I, think, I don't want to go away from him. I need no, to, I don't either. But I just think that Cavani, Cavani, Rashford, and Greenwood. I think Martial is going to be a late substitute if things aren't going, or, or if they're going well. Um, I just don't think he. And and if Martial, listen, this is this is something I've been thinking about. It's Martial's own doing, not the form thing, because I think form's temporary. How do we switch sides, EC? How am I defending Martial and you shitting on Martial? It's not. It's not. I'm not. I'm not shooting. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Martial has told the world. Yeah. We all know that I want to be the number nine. That's what he said. He he doesn't. He hasn't said I want to be a left winger. 
He hasn't said, I want to play in the midfield. He has said to Ole and United, I want to be your number nine. He, he has seven goals in all competitions, which is what Cavani has. However, Cavani is in better form. It's no question. Yeah, no, 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 no question no. about it. So if you said you want to be the number nine and there's another number nine that's better than you right now, you can't you can't complain now. You can't say, well, uh, never mind, I want to be a left winger. No, you said you wanted to be the striker. If he was in form like he was last season, I would make the argument for him to play over Cavani. That's not the case. So Cavani should be the nine. Rashford should play on the right. I mean, the left, excuse me. And Greenwood should play on the right. And and if we're losing or if things are going good, go ahead and throw Tony in there. Let him get his confidence back. I mean, he had a chance in the last minute of the last game and he, and he, didn't, he didn't score. I mean, I, I just feel like his confidence is under the ground right now. Mm-hmm. And I understand playing players, like we talked about Donnie earlier, playing them and giving them a chance and playing them and giving them a chance. Look, it, you've got the same amount of goals in all competitions as Cavani, which is great. However, we're looking at things and saying, look, you went from 17 to 12 to 23 to 7. We're going to need you to be a little bit more consistent at the age of 25. And if you can't do that and you want to be our striker, yeah. I'm going to have to sit you down. So I, w- I would just say I love the guy. You know that. I, I defend him all the time. Yeah. I just think that if you're going to – Yeah, and, and I do. I just don't want people to get it twisted that I'm not going to hold a player accountable and say, look, it, I love what you're doing off the ball. I love the movement. I love the, the play black. I, I love the fact that you can catch it with your chest and play it off to a midfielder and make another run. I love all of that stuff. It's all great. But – I, I'm looking at Edison. He's in better form than you right now. That's where you want to play. You're not as good as him right now. Does that mean that next year you might be you might get better? I hope so because for me, if he doesn't, they're going to let him go. They're going to let, they're going to put him in the open market and they're going to they're going to shop him. That's just my opinion. Um, and I, I know how the Glazers work as far as not wanting to let go of um, letting go on for the player for more than he's worth. And I think Tony was 50 million coming in. Mm-hmm. They're going to want to make something off their investment. Um, right now, he's not $50 million player. So you, you've got to look at things uh, realistically. Um, I don't think he's going to score 23 goals in all competitions this season. I hope he does. Right now, I just he looks a striker who doesn't want to shoot until he's right in front of goal. And, then, and even at that point, just like last game, he still may not score. Um, and so I would, I would definitely leave him on the bench, have him come off the bench um, if, if things aren't going well. Yeah, but, but in the last league game, he didn't even sniff the pitch. No, he didn't. No, he, he didn't. didn't pitch the, and, I, and, and, and the play was going really well. You know, Cavani scores a header off of a great Rashford uh, corner, or not corner, but uh, he cross. Great header. Um, <clears throat> things are going well. When you score three goals, two in the first half, and you, and you score that, you should win that game, right? That's not something. That's not something where you should have to have a savior come on and, and win that game. We should have put that game to bed. No, I know. Um, but, I just but yet, um, but yet, again, he brings on, you know, Tonzebi, you know, again, green for Greenwood. You know, it's I know you know he's gonna stack. He's gonna stack the and defensively. That's a defensive move. And um, we'll get to whatever we'll get to what you know what we need to get to here shortly, especially to close out this this pod. But it's he could he could have come on for Cavani, you know what I mean? 
and, and or Rural Rashford. Because I, I don't think Rashford's having – yes, he's – He's not having a I, great season. I'm, I, I see where you're going, and I agree with you 110. percent So it's it, it. I think I think if if Rashford's getting this, if, if he's getting playing time, I think somebody like Martial again playing in his natural position on the left hand side is a left you know left hand side of player, which I've always said, I've always said, I've always said, I've always said, he needs to get out of his funk. Or he needs to sleep with a fat girl. A fat girl. Period. To get out of, a, he needs to sleep with a slump. Get in a slump buster. Martial. I'm pretty sure there's some brothels that have fat girls in Mar- in Manchester right now. If you <laughs> want to start scoring goals, go to the bro- whatever you know, nice brothel. I know you're rich, so you can get a you know a five thousand dollar fat girl. No, you need you need to go to the slums. You need to go to the docks or something. Get some Martial. nasty swamp donkey. Swamp donkey and get your slum buster. That's all don't, you need. Don't get COVID right now. Don't look, I, look, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be. <laughs> don't get COVID. Wear a mask then. A gas mask. But yes, he, oh. need, he needs to get out of a slump. Because I think if he, if he, I thought with the the game against the uh, Southampton, yeah. I thought that would have, that would have been his wake, a wake up call. And yeah. then, But yet he didn't sniff the pitch against Everton. You know what I mean? And I, yeah. I just didn't, I, again, Ola should know. Ola should know this because he had to deal with it against him. Sharing, sharing him, right? Teddy sharing him. Uh, Andy Cole, Dwight York, strikers. You know they're streaky. He knows best. You know, striker needs to get out of a slump. He needs to be on the pitch. Yeah, I know. I'm not disagreeing that he needs to play, and that's that's what I'm saying. I'm not opposed to him coming on in the 70th minute, getting 20, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I'm not opposed to that. I'm just saying, you know, he he's the one that for me, and I completely back him as a striker, but if you're not in form and you're on my squad, I don't want you to play. That doesn't mean you can't play your way back into form yeah. because I think it's temporary. I think, I think what he's going through six months ago, I know I was one of the ones that was like, look, this kid's on 20 goals. This is just but six months he, ago. Is he really not on form, you see? Because it – it plays good. I mean, it's good. It's just the fact that the dude can't hit a, a, a ball into the ocean. And I think that's I, you know. I think, but it, I think, that, that's just the goalkeepers are making good good saves. I mean, you know, it, it, sometimes it's like this much. It's it six he inches. Curler, I mean, is it, is it, it's not his play. I know it was in and it got saved. He he's right in front of the goal <laughs> yesterday, and I know he's going to score. He yeah. hits it right to the keeper's strong side. So I think it's for him. Form is temporary. It's temporary. Yeah. You, you come in and out of funks. Ole knows that. And I, I do think you use him, um, you know, sparingly when you need to. But I think right now, I, and I agree with you, Rashford's form is not great. No, but it isn't. It's not I, as good as Martial's. And that's I, and, and you, everybody's probably flipping their shit because I've never, you know, would never would admit it. But I'm, I'm telling you, Rashford, yes, Rashford has an assist. And yes, against... Um, you know, yes, he's and getting I, that, but his form, I mean, he looks shaky compared to Martial. It's just Martial's is getting unlucky. Rashford's decision making is almost comparable to Dan James for me. Because Ooh, no, no, come on now. Let me tell you why. Let me tell, let me me, tell you. Preach. So Rashford, Rashford is one of those guys, for whatever reason here lately, he's deciding to take on the whole team. 
it's one versus four, and here he comes. He's gonna all of a sudden he's messy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, gonna, he's gonna try to dribble through five people. The, that's what James James gets into great positions. He gets into the box, and then instead of passing the ball, Rashford's like, "I'm taking you all on. I'm gonna do it. It's all about me. I'm not only saving the kids, but I'm gonna save United." I think he he has got to when he gets down into that final third, slow it down. Uh-huh. Look for the other players that are around you. You've got Cavani well, making Cavani's great. pissed sometimes with him. I mean, and, that's and, 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 and Rashford, I mean, Martial's done the same thing too, but Cavani's gotten pissed. It's like, hey, dude, you could have laid it off, you know, and Bruno too. It's like, yeah. So I just, I just think Greenwood that Rashford's done the same thing. I think Rashford is not going to get the stick because of who he is off the pitch, fair or not. I just think that's what it is. Um, and I think, you know, Tony, whose demeanor is not the best. What, just what, be what, what do you mean? What, I don't understand demeanor. So I think people look at Tony's face. He has a resting bitch face. That's all I want yeah, you to say. He does have resting <laughs> bitch face. I think people look at that and they say, well, you're not trying because you're not pissed off about the fact that you lost the ball. You're not <clears throat> you fair. So I, I think it is unfair to Tony, but I do think this. You've got to, you know, at this point, you've got to play your way out of it. You've got to start scoring those goals that Cavani is scoring. Yeah. I don't care if you're on the same tally. There's moments that Cavani is making. You're you're scoring goals, but Cavani's making moments. He's putting us in the lead. So if you want to beat that out of this 33-year-old, I think, Hall of Fame, if they would ever do that for football yeah. uh, player, you've got to do it when you when you're given the opportunity to do so. So I, I I understand where your argument's coming from. Um, I just think that for me, um, you know, Rashford, he's going to have to step up. He's going to have to start playing a lot better as far as his decision-making because obviously, you know, there's no way that you can't praise the guy. His stats are up there with some of the great uh, 22-year-old, 23-year-old players all around the world. So you can't argue that the kid's not putting up stats but I think far too often fans get um, they get blindsided uh, with the fact that you know the, the stats are so padded and the goals are are so high and the assists are so high and they forget about that eye test. I think the eye test is something that um, you know I look at. I look at stats too. I'm not going to sit here and say that that I don't uh, send Jesus and and Matt uh, stats on players. I do that. But the other thing that you got to do is you got to look and see what's going on. Uh, on, on the pitch, and um, if you, if your form's dropping, you know it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. As far as you know, who can you bring on to, you know, be a substitute or or, or make things happen? Um, I don't know if he's fallen out of of, of love with uh, with Mata because I haven't seen him in quite some time, but he hasn't played. Um, I don't know where they sit in the table. I'm going to look it up right now. They are sitting at 19th. So this is obviously an opportunity for us, you know, to, to maybe bring on Amata to see if maybe he can get some some games and, and see if he could play a little bit. Maybe a Dan James, um, who I think has come on as a sub. I think he came on as a, a, as a sub in the, was it the Everton game last time we saw him? I'm not really sure. No, it's been a while. It's actually been a while since James has come on. Oh, God, who was it? It was a big matchup. Let me see. I'm looking it up right here. It was not the Everton game. 
It was the Southampton. Uh, was it the Southampton game? No, it wasn't. It was. It, it was. It's been almost close to the Christmas time. Now I'm saying like January. That that stretch of matches. No, he came on. He scored a goal in the nine nil game. Remember? No, he didn't. He scored the very last goal. He did. Yeah, in the ninety in the ninety third minute, he scored. So he played in the Southampton game, where we scored nine goals. He was the very last goal um, he scored. So maybe you see someone like him you know, come on and play against the 18th team who's, you know, they're fighting for their lives. Do they come out and attack us? I highly doubt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I, I understand your point. Um, and maybe this is a game where they say, look, Tony, here's a chance. Here, here's your chance again. I think Ole is going to try to win every competition he's in. Yeah. And maybe he saves because you're looking at Sunday, Thursday, Maybe he saves his stars for the Real Sociedad game. Why? 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 Why are we again? I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do I it. And the only reason why I wouldn't do it is because it's it's the it's the round of thirty two. If it was the semifinals of the Europa League, you'd be pissed at me because I would I would save I players. You but you, you sacrifice the league to tie and then to, for a semifinal. Okay, that's fine. We're, semifinal. we're five points by we're five points by the. We're five points by Man, Man City. We cannot yeah. afford to tie anymore. We can't yeah, afford no, to fire or lose. I don't think City loses again the rest of the season until uh, they see us. I think we can catch. I I mean, I, I have this feeling. And maybe I'm just uh, I'm wearing red tinted glasses right now, but I think we can catch. It's going to be one of those last two games of the season on what we do. But I think we can catch because I think we can catch form. And okay, mark this. It is uh, a min a, a, a hour and thirty twenty nine sec- minutes and thirty nine forty seconds. Mark this on, on 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 the tape. I will tell you why if we if we are contending in the last. I'll tell you, and our form is. Great! I'll tell you why at the end of the season because I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to put it on air. I'm going to say I don't want to jinx it. I'm going to tell you why at the end of the season. So I just want you to remember I have something conjuring up here. So if it, it comes to fruition, I'm going to come on at the end of the season and say I this is what I said. This is what I was thinking, and I told you so. Alrighty, see score predictions uh, for the West Brom match. Uh, what do you think? What do we have? I think we beat them three to one. I think we beat them comfortably. Okay. I think he comes out with the strongest team. Um, that's the, the squad that he played against Everton, started that that team against Everton. Um, and I think we come out. Um, they do create some chances, and I think they will score. But I think we score three times, and I, I think we put that one to bed pretty easily. 3-1. A 3-0, right? You said 3-0? 3-1. They're going to score. West Brom... We are playing away, right? Yeah, we are there at at their uh, house. They're 18th in the league right now. Mm-hmm. Well, it uh, doesn't matter because Sheffield United came in and beat us, and you know that doesn't matter very deep. We play at the West Brom at the uh, the Hawthorns. I think that's eight the in the morning. Eight in the morning. So Afternoonish game for them. Two o'clock their time. Herrera's been good. I think he was on the fantasy team uh, fantasy team match. K 
Callum Robertson. Two one United. I go two one. Two one United. That's my score predictions. Two one United, and I believe we'll probably have a we'll we'll probably have a pod before the um, before the West Sociedad game. It I'm barring when do I get my shot next Wednesday. Barring if I don't get sick for my second dose of vaccine, um, we'll have another pod. So we'll give uh, the fans uh, our score predictions for the Sociedad game. But yeah, I go two one against West Brom. All right, you see, uh, we're going to wrap up the show here shortly, but uh, I think we need to talk about something. And, and uh, it's a very it's a serious topic. <clears throat> and this is this is something for all the fans out there. And and, and I know everybody's going to probably everybody's going to probably say, "Well, Jesus, you criticize fan uh, players too." Uh, yes, I do. I I mean, you know, I, I criticize Pogba. I criticize Pogba's play. I criticize Martial. I've criticized a lot of players, um, but what I don't criticize is the color of their skin because of that. You know, to to, to drive that. There have been several. There have been several players that we've had on our team, and it's not. It's not just. I'm just using United as an example because it's it's come out. It Axel Tonzebi. A captain that Ola says, the future captain of this team has come under criticism. Rashford is, you know, not criticism, sorry. Criticism by fans, but using racial tones, racial words, racial epithets, whatever damn you want to call it, racial abuse. Fans are doing this. Fans. Manchester United fans. These kids have given everything. They give their youth to this club. Especially Axel and, and Rashford. They've given their youth to this club. That's all they know is this club. Their schooling is the, in this club. They don't have a they don't have a these kids don't have a normal childhood like you and I see. They don't. They they, they they go to academy. You know, they go to school and academy. Soccer, soccer, soccer. It's shoved down their throat because they want it. These children, because they are—I mean, to us, they're children. You see, I mean, they're what—they're fucked, man. They're—they're they're barely in their twenties. These children have given their lives, their youth, their whole life, pretty much. Their majority of their current life has been given to this club, and for them to be getting the vitriol, the the horrible, horrid comments. That they're getting on on social media is it's ridiculous by their own fans, easy by United fans, and it's pissing me that that's, it that that upsets me more than anything is because these these boys these these young I mean goddamn it if it's I mean easy if you have a son I don't have I have girls but if my son if I sent him away. It, it doesn't matter if your son gets racially abused. It 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 hurts. I mean, hell, I mean, I've been racially abused. Uh, you see, I'm pretty sure you have been racially abused. It hurts you. But for you, the the fans that your sons have given their freaking life for, for the I mean, have given their youth for to play, and their own fans are doing that. I I. 
God damn, I'm getting like weepy right now because I'm just, it's just, the anger just pisses me off. It's like, how are you doing this to these kids? I mean, how are you? God, man. I mean, these these people are horrible people. These are United fans. It's as as a father of anybody. I mean, you can see a father. They shouldn't be having this, having to deal with this. You know what? If I were them, the easy way out would say, you know what? Fuck United. I'm going to go somewhere else. Because these people don't appreciate me. But they don't. They stick it out. They're sticking it out for the club they love. For the youth. For what they've always known. And it's... I, I don't know. What to, I mean, I don't know what to say. It's just... It's just... It, uh, I don't know. I'm a loss for words. You, you can take over, boss. Well, it's it's definitely um, it's horrible. Um, I don't think they're United fans. Um, you know, social media has a definite role to play. Um, we've already seen to where they've been able to eliminate people from social media. I'm not even going to bring up his name. We all know who's not on social media. <laughs> But I think this is the stance that, you know, that they should take. I, I understand free speech, and I, and I think that we should have free speech, um, but not free hate speech. No. And, you know, if, if they're doing their job, which I, I'm sure, you know, they get these accounts get blocked and people get kicked off, but they just come right back. And I think it should come to the point to where, you know, I have a, I have a social media. I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have Instagram, I have all that stuff. Um, they should have to post who they are. They should have to give, I don't know, if an ID or we should just know who these people are so we can single them out. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's it's been cowards since the beginning of time who hide behind masks. Now they hide behind their computer screens. These people do not belong in the sport. They don't belong to have a say. Um, it's, it's happening to Tony. It's happening to Axel. It's happening to Lauren James for who plays for United, uh, the women's team. These are 18 to 22 year old kids. What, I mean, what has Lauren James done? It's just, nothing. He's just a young African-American, African, Englishman or whatever. You want. I, mean, I don't know. Kid who's 18 years old, who's done nothing to no one. And her coach, you know, is almost like a mother figure to her because she's not from Manchester. Um, she, she put her arms around her and, you know, is essentially saying, look, I'm here for you, whatever you need. But even her as a white woman, who's their coach, she doesn't know what the hell this girl's going through. You don't know what Axel and none of us do, you know, they're being abused like that and they're not doing anything but playing, like you said, the sport that they love. And, uh, you know, if you go to anyone's work, I don't care who you are, you're going to make a mistake. Um, that doesn't mean that the whole world gets to call you out of your name and 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 disrespect you uh, racially. It doesn't mean that. And so I don't know how they're going to be able to do it, but I would love to have the cowards. I call them cowards because they're hiding yeah. behind a computer screen and they're and they're claiming to be United fans. And I and I, and listen, I've seen it on YouTube. I've I've seen players get yelled at. I'm all for you going to the stadium and having your best shot at the player who you think is not doing well. I, that's fine. Hey, you're form not playing form. well. That's it. Get right. Yeah. You know, 
make a better pass. I don't care. Whatever you want to say. But the line, the line, there has to be a line. And when it gets crossed, um, you, you've got to be done. No more social media account. You don't deserve to have it anymore. If you're at the stadium doing it, um, you're out. You're not coming back. The clubs, I've, I've seen clubs take a stand. Um, but, you know, for me, I just think that if social media is, is powerful enough as it is, the Zuckerbergs, Bergs of the world have to be able to say, look, it, this is where this account came from. I kind of feel like they know all of our business anyway. They've got to be able to put it out there. This is who this guy, this is who this girl is. Um, this is their first and last name. They are the ones that said this. Um, and I guarantee you it'll stop. Once people can't hide anymore, that's, you know, people are so tough these days because they have a computer to hide behind. Yep. Once they can't hide and they can't go back to work because they've used this type of language, all this stuff stops. So I just don't think you should be able to have to be able to have a fake account with a fake picture and a fake, you know, whatever it is. If you're going to get on social media, you need to have your face. It needs to be you. You're the one that's responsible for it. And if you do have the balls to say it, go ahead and say it, but you're going to get kicked out and people yeah, are going to ridicule. Repercussions. There's repercussions to free speech. Yeah. So I just think that free. that's the only way for us to, to figure out who these people are and, and, and the way for a coward to go away is to expose them and call them out. That's how bullies get dealt with. You actually mm -hmm. punch them back in the face yes. and nine times out of 10, they don't want that smoke. They just, they were just saying it to the weaker or someone that wasn't as big. In this case, they're saying it to someone because they know they're not, to your point, they're not going to get in trouble. So I just feel like at this point in time where everyone... They're bullying the kids, EC. They're bullying kids. Yeah. Old men, I'm pretty sure these are men in their, like us. Middle-aged men have nothing better to do than, you know, that where you know, they think they're united, you know, that, you know, or you say they're not fans. I, I mean... I, I I could I could I could not I'm gonna, I can't verify it, but I mean it's been reported that these are United fans and United fans. I'm pretty sure. I mean, there we have bigoted United fans, and yeah. it, you know it, it is. It's not. It is what it is. But unfortunately, it is what it is. We have the the, the parasite that that's within bigoted United fans, and for you know for them to to bully these you know these kids i mean come on it's like that i mean it's like that uh the representative we have here in, you know in the united states bullying some you know parkland kid kid that you know got you know was involved in a you know come on man you're a grown-ass woman you know what i mean you're a grown-ass man bullying bullying this, this this you know young man has given his basically his whole life their whole lives that they've known currently. They've been in, probably in the academy since they're what eight years old. Yeah, they've got pictures of him and Scott together, and Scott's come out and said, "Hey, you know, this is my brother. Yeah. This is literally what he said. This is my brother. So, you know, for you to hate on him, you're hating on me because you know we've known each other since you know we were kids. So, yeah, they're eight years you know. old. That's the majority of their lifetime is given to the club that you say you support, and that's what I, I don't. I and it's one of those things too, because you know, I guarantee you, when Axel was was dropping Mbappe to the floor, they were the same guys that were yeah cheering him on, 
and cheering him on and, 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 and wishing him well. Um, you know, we all have cell phones, we all have computers and me and you, we both get emails every day and, you know, we get text messages and just imagine opening up your computer, open up your phone and it's, you know, you're a this and you're a that and get out of my club and you're horrible and your mom should die. I think mm-hmm. Tony actually got some death threats sent to his wife, um, which is just, it just, it makes no sense. And, and that's what I'm saying. I think, you know, once you start getting into, you know, I'm going to threaten you or I'm going to call you out of your name. Um, social media has to, if they're going to allow us to have this platform, they have got to start to um, calling these people out. Police it. You know? They need to police it. That's the whole thing. Yeah, they have to. And again, it's not just, you know, a lot of people, well, you know, why is porn on there? Look, police it. If you don't want it on your, it's your site. If you don't want girls or guys taking their clothes off, you know, then police it. I don't have to use your your site and these you know the, the the people that are that are slandering our players if they're on there and that's what they want to do they don't have to use the site so I just think it, it it all comes down to people taking advantage of what their rights quote unquote are and I think it has to be looked at I I'm all for you saying whatever's on your mind that's totally fine but I'm also for if you say something stupid you need to be held accountable for it. You need to be praised for it. When you say something great and you go on a great rant, mm-hmm. great poem, whatever you say, and it's awesome, you should deserve praise for it. But when you're calling people out of their name because of their skin, who we have no choice of how we're born, none. We have zero choice to it. We can we can bleach our skin if we want, I guess, but that's not what we're into. We're into being ourselves and living our own lives. And if all the kid wants to do, which is clearly play football, and play at a high level and make you happy. Um, if he doesn't do that once or makes a mistake, that's when you put your arm around an older kid and you say, "Hey, a younger kid, excuse me," and say, "Hey, buddy, we know you screwed up, but we believe in you. We're there for you." I e Harry Maguire, who made a huge mistake. He's not known for being in the public eye like that, but I think United fans galvanized around him and wished him well and hope that he would get back into form. And what does he do when his first game back? He scores, scores a header when we all think he's going to get dropped. So I just think this is the moment in time where, you know, players and people like yourself um, who are speaking out and they're damning it, they're, they're changing their social media's um, uh, icons to, you know, saying that they want to kick it out. Um, you know, Sky Sports is doing a great job of it. Um, you know, not allowing people to, to come on the platform and, and talk crap. Um, I think people are speaking out a lot. I just think that now that everyone has a voice through social media, they have to do a better job. You're right. The platforms, yes. I mean, <clears throat> then we can get into, that's a whole other political topic too, right? Free speech, but yes, but it's just, you know, you see, I mean, I'm, you said every you wrapped it up in a bow. I I can't I I can't you know say it any 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 better. So I'm just gonna leave leave that topic as is that. So we have West West Brom. Our score predictions are in. Uh, hate you know hate, hate guys. I hate to leave it on the, the, such a down note, but you know uh, we have we you know we have a, we have a good weekend. You know like we're gonna have, we have West Brom on Sunday. We have rest. Our players are getting rest. That's the key. Um, yes. yes. Uh, hopefully, you know. Um, um, hopefully, we come out with the victory. You see, I just, you know, I just, 
it's a weird time. Especially, <laughs> it's, so weird. it's especially, it's especially after our, we got no transfers. So yeah. hopefully Diallo, you know, hopefully has some, you know, some time to get into the first team, and then we can see him, you know, maybe do what, and then that that's another issue at hand, you know, with him getting fined. Uh, but we'll talk about that another day. Hopefully, when it gets resolved. Um, but I mean, we just, you know, it's just interesting times. But this is the time that we need to start getting healthy because we have a long, a long stretch with the, with obviously with the. Um, the uh, Europa League coming up because we have it next Thursday. So obviously we're going to play Thursday, Sunday, uh, I think Thursday, Sunday again. So it's just going to be, the games are becoming fast. So our tired players, I, you know, like Bruno, I I think he's tired. And then you also get uh, Cavani's, you know, we'll start to (coughs) start getting a little healthier. And maybe we can see Paul Pogba by the end of the season. He could, uh, Two weeks, right? Huh? It's two weeks, isn't it? At least. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, He's like Neymar, man. He always uh, he always comes up with injury around this time. Maybe has a maybe has a sister that you know has a birthday. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, But guys, thank you very much. Uh, We uh, let's let's give a thanks a shout out to Ro from the Ronos podcast. Hutch Ison from the. Mark Hutchison from the South Texas Train Rex, the Tournaments of Ice from Alice of One and Food Trucks, uh, Axe Daddy's Throw House, and who we missing, EC? Oh, Lucky Diaz. Where you at? But I make the sex last. I jump in pools and make a big splash. Water overflowing, so get your right. It's all in your punk, so keep your tight. Enough with tips and advice and things. I'm big dog having women seeing stripes and things. They go to sleep, start snoring, counting sheep. And they so that they body start to. Cause I'm an all nighter. Shoot all fire. Ludicrous balance and rotate all tires. All tires.